Hey everybody, and uh, welcome back to the Couch Warrior Podcast. Uh, I know we just spoke yesterday, but today's another card, so another video. Instead of UFC, today we're going to be covering LFA 117 because I'm a degenerate and I like to have action whenever I can, so I do have action down tonight. Um, I want to start this with um, a lot of these guys on this card are green, so we're betting small here. We're not going to go crazy. Maximum one unit bets. Most of them for me are ha a half unit. Um, the matchmaking here is a little reminiscent of Bellator in that they're kind of just setting up prospects. At least that's what it seems like. Um, hopefully we'll be able to pick and choose a few spots for uh, prospects who just might uh, drop the ball. So without further ado... For the first fight, we have uh, Caleb Jensen versus Harrison Lane. Uh, Jensen is 29. He's got a six. I mean, he's six foot one, and uh, he last weighed in at 171. This fight is at welterweight, by the way. Harrison Lane is six foot one as well. He's 26, and he's fighting at a mixed Sweeney martial arts. Um, they don't appear to really be a well-known camp. I couldn't find much on them. Or Lane himself. As for Jensen, I most of his pictures on Instagram are just family pictures. He, seems like he's a family man. Um, that actually gave me a little bit of worry because he doesn't fight often. Um, his last fight was in 2020 against Steven Minsky, an 8-7 and seven guy. And this was an amateur fight. He's never had a professional fight. This is his debut. That's the same for... Uh, um, uh, Harrison Lane as well though it's also his debut um, but before the 2020 fight for Caleb Jensen he actually didn't fight since 2018 where he had a split decision with Logan Reed who if I remember correctly I don't think he fights anymore but anyways moving on um, in terms of how they're actually fighting and how they match up uh, Jensen's got m good m movement. He's a pretty basic striker. You could tell. He keeps his hands up. He's got good combos. He's got pretty good de uh, takedown defense. Uh, his last fight against Minsky, Minsky was diving for his legs over and over again. Um, he's able to keep him away. He's got a good jab. Appears to have good cardio. But we're not sure how his grappling is going to hold up against someone better than Steven Minsky. You know? Um... Jensen looked pretty good, I'm not going to lie. but um, So on the other hand, we have Lane. He's got good submissions. He's, his two wins are rear, rear naked choke and guillotine choke. Uh, I like his takedowns. Um, he's got a good one-two. I was actually kind of surprised with him. I didn't think he'd be de decent even, and he was. Uh, apparently, he did some amateur kickboxing. His BJJ is really good. Not really good, but it's pretty good. Um, when I was looking at this, Jensen was minus 250 and Lane was uh, plus 170. At those odds, I was all over Lane. I grabbed him at a half unit. Right now, I'm looking, depending where, you can get him for 125 on Betway, one plus 140 on uh, five dimes.
excuse me. And uh, plus 100 on Bet Online. And then the comeback on Caleb Jensen is uh, minus 130 on Bet Online, minus 170, minus 175. Honestly, I'm not sure if this is worth touching on either side at these odds. Um, if you feel that you like Jensen, um, one, minus 130 is pretty decent, a lot better than two, minus 250 which is what I was looking at. His striking is good. He's probably the better striker here. He's more experienced. He just ha hasn't fought recently. Meanwhile, Lane has two fights in 2021. So, um, The pick's going to be Lane, but I'm not sure if I'm going to recommend betting him at this point. Also, before we move on, um, I did figure out why my video is so laggy. It's my MacBook Air. Um, I have a new computer on the way, so hopefully soon we'll be uh, upgrading a bit. But until then, I thank you guys for bearing with me and with all the lag and all the technical issues. I really appreciate it. So, next fight. <laughs> this one's pretty interesting. Let me pull them up. So again, I absolutely apologize if I butcher anybody's name. Um, I do my best. Sometimes that's not enough, but I'm trying. So for this fight, it's a heavyweight bout. We have Situ Senghor. I'm going to call him Situ. Against Jokari Savage. Um, Jokari Savage is making its professional debut. As an amateur, he's four one, four and one, uh, and oh. All four w wins are by uh, finish, all by KO, and his one loss is his very first amateur fight. Uh, it was a unanimous decision loss. He's been fighting since 2020, and he's already fought five times, which you like to see that kind of activity. Um, also, it's hard not to love the six foot six height and the 84 inch reach. I mean, that's that's really big, even for a heavyweight. I think Cyril Gaon has an 84-inch reach, if I remember. Right? But um, anyways, so that's his tail of the tape. And then on the other hand, we've got Situ. Um, his la he last weighed in at 229, so that's telling us he's a little on the small side. Um, the topology doesn't show a height or anything. Um, so I tried to compare him to other people. He actually had a face-off with uh, Jacory Savage, and um, didn't look that much smaller. Maybe he's six foot two, something like that. I don't know about his reach; that I can't really tell from comparisons. But um, I'll say this: first of all, Situ hasn't fought in, since 2019, which you don't like to see. He appears to have been active as a he. He's a bare hand sand fighter. I've never heard of this before. Um, I want to watch some of it. I was looking at his uh, Instagram. It looks interesting. I mean, his throat. This guy is so explosive. It's absurd. He's an extremely explosive wrestler. That's what I'm seeing. I believe he's he's Sangalese, but I I'm not gonna. Don't quote me there. But he's very dependent on that wrestling. I don't think his striking is uh, anything to write home about. 
but again there's not much to work off of we've got pretty much just one video and uh, it's pretty short and they're on the ground most of the time um, meanwhile Jackery Savage I really like this guy he's still green you can tell that uh, he does get taken down but his takedown defense is decent and he gets up pretty quick um, he's got a really good jab He's actively working on his BJJ. I saw on um, his Instagram that he's a blue belt. He's working at Bayou Jiu-Jitsu. Um, in his Rapolo fight, Rapolo tried to take a shot on him out of desperation. He had a pretty good defense. Kept him off of him. He played for the LSU Tigers uh, as a defensive end, if uh, that interests anybody. And just overall, his combos are disgusting. He's... He's got really good combos. Only reason I didn't go to town with him for a full unit is because I'm worried. It's uh, uh, for the other side. I mean, you can't bet too much without knowing everything about the fight. And not knowing what this guy Sid 2 has been up to. Maybe he's been killing it on this uh, barehanded sand fighting scene. And he's about to just destroy uh, Jacory Savage. I don't know. Um... When I snagged this, I got Jacory Savage at um, minus 140. And now he's all the way up to minus 205. See, I, I, I wish I got this video out earlier because I feel like so many odds are just gone now. Um, I do apologize. I did post it on Twitter. My picks will usually go out there first and on my MMA account. So I do encourage you guys to check there first. But... Yeah, I am I am sorry about the odd changes, but unfortunately I do not control that. So you on bet online you can get your Corey at minus two oh five. Uh I don't think you should do that. Um do I think he wins? Yeah, but um it's a little risky with the unknowns. And then you can get him for minus one sixty I'm seeing on Betway and five dimes. So if you got access to those books, that's okay. You you can take him there, I would say. But anything higher, I'm just uncomfortable with that number. So the pick is Ja'Cory Savage. I think he wins pretty pretty handedly. Um, it's just all going to come down to what this guy Situ has been up to and um, if he can take down Ja'Cory and keep him down. Uh, the guys he's fought so far were terrible. I'm talking about Situ. His last fight was against Idris Wasi, and the guy was 316-0 at the time. So... I should tell you everything you need to know about that. So moving on from there. Alright, this one's a little fun. Alright, so we got... Um, the Uzbek Anvar Boynazarov. Boyn... Boynazarov versus John Pham. All right, so for start, just to start this off, uh, Boynazarov is a minus five fifty favorite, so we're not betting that. I, in case anyone was wondering, we're <laughs> we're not going to touch that. Um, we're actually betting against him here. I was going to skip this because normally these guys are getting the matchups, like I said, these prospect matchups. 
He trains out of Tiger Muay Thai. Um, Anvar is a five foot nine, sixty eight inch reach. Training out of Phuket, Thailand. So, you know he's getting really good looks over there, Tiger Muay Thai. That's my favorite camp in the world. I think it's they get the best looks over there. Peter Yan, Fizzy ever over there all the time. He's thirty three, which isn't the best weight uh, age for a bantamweight. Especially early in their career, he's only 2-0. So, I mean, how much is he get really going to get done before he's, like, older? I'm not sure. But he does have a tremendous amount of kickboxing and Muay Thai experience. I don't think he was any world champion or anything. His, uh, But he had a great kickboxing record, 124 fights. So he might be new to MMA, but he's not new to combat sports. Uh, his record there was 95-27-2. and two. So, it's clearly an amazing striker. Um, he has a win over Giga, so I'm assuming that's going to affect the line just a little bit. But that's back in 2015, so don't let that affect your decisions that much. I'm going to assume they're both completely different people than they were during that fight. So, anyways, in terms of how he's actually fighting in his fights, in the two MMA fights that he's had, He's got a good sprawl. He's able to keep it up. Um, He's very good at cutting the cage. Uh, A lot like Yan, he keeps the cage small, which leaves the opponents with a lot less room to work, makes them uncomfortable. I love that kind of stuff. His leg kicks are nasty, but the guys he fought are cans, and honestly, I was watching him, and I wasn't that impressed. He's a good striker, and that's really all I'm seeing. Maybe I'm not seeing something yet, and maybe he's going to be like a nasty striker, like a... Vyacheslav Borshev kind of thing, but um, we're going to have to see. Um, on the other side, we have John Pham, who is 5'5". He's 28 years old, so he is giving up a, a height disadvantage of 4 inches. He is 4-2 and two as a pro. He has not been knocked out as a pro, so that's important to know. He got knocked out in a boxing bout in 2019, but that's boxing. And then... He had a pretty long amateur career, but he lost pretty much every, not pretty much, he lost every single amateur fight he had. He went, except one, he went one and seven, which is freaking awful. So yeah, I mean, this is no world beater, John Pham. Um, However, I was watching his last fight against Evers Anderson, and I thought he looked pretty good, to be honest. He had good striking himself, really nice combos. Um, good kicks himself. He's m- way more experienced, at least in the in the octagon. Um, like I said, Anvar is going to have more fights if we're going to count the kickboxing by a landslide. But MMA-wise, John Pham has 14 fights to Anvar's two. So that's going to be an advantage there. I, I was going back and forth here whether I should do a quarter unit or a half unit. If this was last year, I probably would have done a quarter, quarter unit. But I think I need to start being more consistent, even with my big underdogs. So I snagged Fam at plus 400 for a half unit. And he right now is... On Bet Online, he appears to still be plus 400. But on Betway and Five Dimes, he's 350 and minus 3... Uh, plus 350 and plus 370. Um, yeah, try to get that plus 400 if you're going to bet the half unit. I like it. 
if you want to be a little more risk adverse i wouldn't blame you for doing a quarter unit just to have some action passing it is also not a bad idea i mean like i said lfa is probably hoping that onvar smokes john fam that's probably why they set this up so let's keep that in mind as well moving on but the pick's going to be fam here I guess I, the pick is Anvar to win, but the bet's going to be fam. I know a lot of people will be like, if you think Anvar's going to win, why would you bet the other way? But it, it's like plus 400, you got an implied probability of like 80% for Anvar to win. So you're saying out of 10 times, he wins 8 times? I don't know. How do we know that? We haven't seen him enough. We don't know if he's actually going to be able to defend takedowns. How is he... How is he going to be getting up against someone who's got more experience? We don't know. So I don't think it's smart to um, be betting it as a favorite. And uh, I think there's definitely value on the underdog. Anyways, moving on. We have another big underdog bet for me. It's going to be Isaiah Gutierrez versus Keaton Gordon. Uh, Gutierrez is... Uh, 29 years old. This fight's at Bantamweight, by the way. The previous one between uh, Anvar and Pham was a featherweight. So this is a Bantamweight bout between Gutierrez and Gordon. Gutierrez is tra uh, training out of Travis Luter. That's where uh, Kevin Holland was. You know, I think Kevin Holland's at AKA now trying to fix his takedowns. Um, Isaiah Gutierrez is 6'1-0". He's 5'7", 68-inch reach. Um, honestly, I feel like you look at his record and it looks great, right? And then you watch his fights and I, I don't know. He doesn't really punch much. Most of it, most of the, his strikes are kicks, which I, I never love. And I think he's just going to be skirting around trying to kick Keaton and, um, he'll probably be able to keep it off the ground. He, he was able to do that against Evers Anderson. So I don't know if that's going to be a path for Ke uh, Gordon. But I just, I don't like Gutierrez enough to be p playing him as minus 500. I mean, I don't see that at all. He's not he's not active. His last fight was in 2020, and the one before that was 2019. He's got a head kick loss to Kevin Worth, who's like not the best fighter and definitely not that much of a KO guy. So I didn't really see much that I liked here, to be completely honest with you guys other than a seemingly good takedown defense and ground game. On the comeback, you have uh, Keaton Gordon. He's five foot seven. He's 29 years old. There's a bantamweight as well. Uh, they actually have a con common opponent in Evers Anderson. Uh, Gordon fought him in uh, 2021, about a year ago. And... Um, Gutierrez fought him in 2020, about two years ago, also in January. That's interesting. Anyways, um, Gutierrez won, but uh, Gordon lost. But the reason he lost is because he was getting taken down. So his takedown defense isn't as good as Gutierrez's. But we have nothing to say that to suggest that Gutierrez is going to be wrestling himself. So I don't think we have to worry there. And in terms of actually striking, I think that... Um, there's a shot that Gordon's a better striker here. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Gutierrez is going to start letting go his hands more. But if he's not, I think that Gordon has a decent shot of outstriking him. 
he's he's a good striker. He cuts the cage well. Um, he does slow down a little, which I don't like that much. But his his kick punch combos are great. He's got a good one two, and I'll follow up with the leg kick. Um, I think the fight's just too close to take it to for these odds. This is pretty much identical odds to the last fight. Um, minus five hundred on um, Gutierrez, and uh, you can get plus three seventy five on Bet Online for Gordon. Plus four twenty five and plus four hundred on bet uh, five times in Betway, uh, respectively. I got him at plus four hundred. I think plus three seventy five is fine. If you can get that plus four twenty five at five times, that's dope. Grab that. Um, that this is another half unit play. It's just same thing. I mean, you're gonna tell me that Gutierrez wins eight out of ten times. Um, what is there to suggest that? I, I I don't know. I don't see it. So I'm gonna play the other the other side. Alrighty. A lot of chalk here. Alrighty. This next one's another one, similar story, but a little different. So on one hand, you got Alden Correa. He's Five and zero as a pro, and he also had uh, five fights as an amateur. So he's got ten fights total, and he is undefeated in his entire career. He fights out of the Four Ounce Fight Club. That's a Pineda's, Daniel Pineda's gym. He's very uh, young. He's twenty three. He's pretty long for the weight class. He's five eight, and he's got a six sixty seven inch reach. And then. On the other side, you got Michael Sir. I'm going to call him Michael in case I'm butchering his last name. He's actually taller. He's 5'10". And this fight is at Bantamweight. That's worth noting because that means that Correa is uh, moving up in weight. So I think that's important to note. And then Michael is fighting out of Warrior Camp. And he's had only three fights. Uh, one in 2020 and two in 2021. Um... So a little bit about uh, the line over here. Correa actually opened at minus eight hundred, which is insane for for guys this green. And uh, Michael was uh, plus five fifty. He's now plus two seventy five, plus three hundred, which is playable. Um, my issue here is they're both good at the same thing. Uh, Michael can really only grapple. And he's awesome at it, but he does get taken down. Uh, he relies on his own scrambles. He's got good grappling. He um, he's he's at the same gym as uh, Terrence McKinney, by the way. Um, he holds a nice guard. He's a blue belt no gi grappler. I think that's good for this fight. But the issue is, I just feel like Korea might be better everywhere. He's got the better wrestling. I think. I think he's got the better striking. Um, it's hard to tell exactly who's got the better BJJ, but I'm leaning Correa. Um, he's also been fighting in the better regional scenes. L literally only, only LFA and Fury FC for his, uh, pro career. And then cage combat at Fury FC and Legacy FC on his amateur career. 
in terms of regional scenes like th those are some of the better ones uh, meanwhile Michael has been fighting relative nobodies on uh, random fight promotions I think Michael might be a live dog at plus 300 I was about to play him and then I was about to play him for a quarter unit and then I decided not to play him just because I think that Korea is going to be better everywhere so I don't think there's a reason to throw away money if um, I just don't see an angle here. So it's possible that Michael might have the better grappling, and he is bigger, and Korea is bumping up, but I'm not going to bet my money on it. This next one, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on uh, Twitter about uh, Brandon Phillips over here. So it, we've got. Elijah Johns versus Brandon Phillips. This is a this is a featherweight bout. I want to say yes. I believe it's a featherweight bout. Um, Elijah Johns is seven two and zero. Oh. He's five foot nine. He's got a seventy one inch reach. And he's trading out of Fortis MMA. Um, anyone who follows the sport knows Fortis MMA is a dope camp. His last loss was against Bruno Souza. If you guys remember him, he fought at uh, 268 against... Um, what's his name? I'm blanking on his name. The guy who uh, works with Edmund Shabazian's coach. Um, and uh, he lost... He was a, such a boring fight. I was there live. Sick card otherwise. But, um, yeah, uh, he, so he, he, lost, he lost a split to Bruno Souza. Um, I thought it was a close fight. He has a good check hook. He's got a good takedowns himself. Moves well. I like his high guard. Nice combos. Um, I think he slowed down too much, and that's what cost him this fight with Souza. Um, my other my issue with him is he doesn't really have any good wins, but that's all right. That happens sometimes on the regional scene. Um, but he's got good striking, and uh, he's improving. He's a young guy. You can tell he's improving every fight, and working at Fortis MMA that's expected. So Excuse me. And on the other side, we got Brandon Phillips. He's a uh, five-five. He's thirty-two years old. Um, he's training out of uh, American Top Team OKC. Um, I see why a lot of people are liking him as an underdog. I see it for sure. He's been staying active as a kickboxer. His last fight was against Aaron McKenzie, where he was a. Uh, plus 250 underdog and honestly he, he didn't look like it he looked a lot more competitive than plus 250 um his output is great jab 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 uh he's hitting body jabs he's mixing it up which you love to see i kind of wish he wasn't 32 because it just feels like it's only downhill from there but i could be completely wrong he could be only getting better uh, he's pretty quick. He keeps his hands